Okie doke, guys. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're doing something a little bit off script here. Uh, I have with me five, five, four members of my group training program, four lovely ladies here. Two of you guys, I think, are in the home group and two of you guys are in the hypertrophies, correct? Yeah. So we have nice two and two. Um, and basically, what we're doing is I just have enjoyed uh, trying a slightly different format for some of these podcasts. I really like doing solo episodes. I like having a you know the expert come on and talk about a certain topic, but I've wanted to start to begin to bring on some more people within my circle, whether that's one-on-one clients or people in the group or just pe- doing like kind of one-off coaching calls, but then recording them. I find that to be just like a fun, different style of content. And so I'm really excited to have you guys on. I, the, you guys are obviously, we've communicated quite a bit. You guys have been in the program for a long time. I feel like I know you guys pretty well. Um, but I also feel like you guys are quite insightful and you interact with the group a lot and you guys have like good, strong opinions on stuff. And so this can kind of serve as both helpful for me to kind of learn firsthand from you guys about how things are going, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of, but also for somebody who might be thinking about the group or want to learn a little bit more about what it's about or for who it is. Uh, and so that I really appreciate you guys coming on. I know that, that, that it will serve that purpose extremely well. So what I'd like to do first is just quickly go around the room, first day of school sort of stuff, and just introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of who you are, what your places, like stage in life, season of fitness, how, you know, maybe things you've done in the past, how you ended up in the group now, and then we'll kind of break off into some more specific questions. So let's start with Brenna. I'm going to start just so you're on the left of my screen here. Okay. Um, I'm Brenna Fitzgerald. I'm 43 and I live in Arkansas. I am um, a nurse practitioner by trade for the last 15 years, nurse for 20. I work in neurology for a long time. I have two um, older kids, teens and a a teenager and a college age kid. Um, I've been training for eight years. Um, I was lucky enough that when I first started training as my kids were getting old enough to let me actually do something with my life, um, (laughs) that I knew someone that already lifted. And so I kind of went straight into lifting with a progressive overload technique. Um, So I was lucky in that aspect. I feel like as far as when I started lifting, it kind of started in the way I maybe should have been for what I, the goal I wanted. And I did that on my own for a couple of years. I did a strength training program, a more strength based training program for a couple of years. Um, it had a little hypertrophy mix to it, but a lot of heavier strength lift. Um, and then, um, I had a labral tear in my hip. So I took a little time back and off for a while from that. And again, program myself for a little while. And then, um, I'm not really sure. I, I would assume that I found your group somewhere on Instagram, I ended up following you. And then, um, I would, I would bet it was probably through Alyssa. Um, I would bet that maybe you had a podcast and she put something about it. And then I started following you and I would assume that's probably where it came from. Um, and then, um, from there I was following your regular content and I was like, well, I kind of like some of this. It's, um, it's what I'm used to, but also a little bit different, um, in some of the ways that you program. And so I was like, Hey, I'll give it a try see what's going on. I was honestly, I was really tired of programming myself for two years and I was kind of burned out of that and burnt like out of ideas, out of things to just keep changing it up. I was getting a little bit too bored with where I was um, lifting and I didn't want to be there. So I jumped on board and I've been in the program for a year now. That's amazing. And and yes, you, you're definitely one of the, I mean, I feel like a lot of you guys are in that like OG category. We've been 
programs have been live for about a year, so that's pretty much a day one. You also have a pet opossum, which I, you feel like you neglected to say, which I feel like is just uh, <laughs> the listeners will be very upset that you didn't talk about your pet opossum. But um, anyway, yes, we are a big fan. So I do. Yes, yes. You, yes. you are very, yeah, you guys crack me up. All right, Kelly, we're, you're up next. Okay. Um, I'm Kelly. I live in Chicago suburbs. Um, I'm a twin mom. I have four and a half year old twins. I uh, am an attorney. I work full time. I've been active probably my whole life doing sports and all different kinds of, I've tried everything. <laughs> um, and I am an OG. I joined your program right when you started it back in October. When is that? 2021. So it's been a year and a half now. Um, I think I found you earlier, like that summer, um, you know, just through Instagram. And it was about that time that I was kind of, um, ready to move on from the prior programming I was doing. I started following different people on Instagram and I started to kind of learn more about hypertrophy and, the, you know, was setting different goals for myself. And I thought, you know, maybe it's time for me to try something new and different. I hadn't really ever done hypertrophy training before. Um, and I really liked the idea of like joining your program from the ground up. I liked the idea of being like one of the first people in it. I don't know, to me, that was exciting. So um, I joined the program and I said, all right, I'll give it six months. And here I am a year and a half later <laughs> and you're stuck with me. Wow, six, giving it, giving something, committing to something right off the bat for six months is that's impressive in and of itself. <laughs> Jesus, that I appreciate that. That you really, uh, you gave me a, a real shot there. So I appreciate that. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, six months is a lot of people are, I'll give it, a, I'll give it one week and we'll see how this goes. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, that's before awesome. I knew it, it had been a year and I was like, wait, what happened to my six month timeline? And you know, like I said, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. I, you're right. It was, it's been a year and a half. I'm, I, I, for some reason feel like it started in October in uh, April, but it did not at all. Not even close. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's awesome. That's very cool. Um, excellent. Excellent. Let's move on. Let's go Anna next and, and Tammy, you go last. Hello, I am Anna and I am 42 and I have four kids. Um, my oldest is in college and my youngest is almost 12. And then there's twins in the middle of there. Um, I think the first time I did any sort of like weight lifting program, I was 21. So I guess half of my life, <laughs> but there was obviously a lot of off years with kids. <laughs> and so, um, when I, I don't know how I found you on Instagram. I know that somebody probably started sharing your content that I followed. And um, I was doing another program, but it was very, um, like they say it's to build muscle, but it changed every week. And so <laughs> when I started following and learning more about what really hyper, hyper, hypertrophy is all about, I was like, hmm, this is the thing up. So I remember when you launched your, your program, but I was way too intimidated to start from the ground up. At that time, I was working out at home. I did not have the minimum requirements equipment to start. And so I was like, oh, no. But I really started like trying to apply what you were talking about to what I was doing. And then over a few months, I was like, wait, I'm literally having to like rewrite and totally redo what I'm paying somebody else for. And so then I was like, you know what, I'm probably going to have to modify his program as well because I don't have equipment, but at least I know that like the foundation is what I'm looking for. And so um, I did that 
And then by, so that was probably like February, March of last year. By June, I was like, I needed to join the gym again. <laughs> and you were, so, you were at home for a long time too. Cause I. Yeah. Probably I, like four months. Yeah. Cause I recall you were, it was like a, there was like, okay, a moment where you were, you had the, the dumbbells attached to the bar, right? Like you had that barbell that's like a at-home barbell where yeah. it's like, hey, I'm not going to buy a barbell, but but it's like this thing where you can attach two dumbbells on each side and you were doing RDLs. And I just remember thinking to my, myself, I'm like, it's like a matter of weeks before she needs to not go to a gym. Not You don't need to go to a gym, but you, I was like, you're going to need more weight. like, And not because what you were doing was like objectively low weight. I just was watching you do it. And I'm like, every week it's like heavier and heavier. And all of a sudden it's dumbbells and then it's two dumbbells attached to a bar and then they're bigger dumbbells. And I'm like, She's literally like three weeks away from like being like, Jordan, I'm, I'm out of weight. And so that's been a, a fun transition to see you. It was just like one day I got a, a video of you in the gym and I was like, oh shit, she moved over to the gym. I was like, I kind of saw that coming at some point. Yep. Yep. And I'm, I'm happy to be back. So very cool. Very cool. Tammy, last but not least. <laughs> okay. I'm Tammy. I'm 51 years old. I have two kids, two girls. Uh, one is already graduated from university or a, a, a very, you know, a big girl now. And then the other one is still in college. Uh, she's 21. So um, I was a runner for most of my adult life. And um, at some point in my late 40s, I started seeing changes in my body that I didn't want to accept and decided I'd never even touched a weight before, but um, I decided to give weightlifting a try and I fell in love with it. I fell in love um, with the mindset around it. And um, because uh, like many women, uh, we always used to chase skinny. And uh, to me, weightlifting was all about being stronger and growing, not only physically, but mentally. So, uh, you know, that abundance mindset changed everything for me. Uh, but I was doing a random program. And yeah, at some point, I can't remember how I discovered you before you even started your program. And um, I remember I was like bugging you every day, like, when, when is it launch launching? When is it launching? And yeah, I've been with you from the beginning. And um, yeah, here I am. Awesome. And loving it, loving it. Thank you guys. And I, and I appreciate I appreciate all that. That's a, it's a good backstory because I do think that uh, it's tough sometimes. I get a lot of, like some of the biggest questions I'll get about the group is like, am I advanced enough? Like, am I too old? Or is it like, what's your target audience or whatever? And I do think that like, it's, it's almost kind of agnostic in that way. I do think that, listen, let's be real. A majority of my following are women and they're probably in the, 25 to, I don't know, 20, whatever, 30 to 50 range, whatever. But that, that isn't, that, that isn't like the program's not like for that person. It's not like, and, and when I ask you guys, like we have some questions written down for today. It's like, Hey, tell me like what you like about the program or tell me how it's different than what you've been doing. Like I'm reading those. And number one, I cringe a little bit because it's like a fishing for compliment moment. And I hate that. And I hope that we're just like more rounded today for sure. But the second thing is like, if you're listening to this and I ask you guys a question, hey, well, how's it different than you what you did before? Like, I want to be very upfront. Like this, my, my program or the entire philosophy philosophy around my programming is that it is not complicated. Now, there are things that we do in the program that are 
require some learning curve for those who haven't used them before, if it's tempo, if it's RIR, but the actual, if you took a screenshot of the program, like the, the my entire philosophy around programming is that what you're, what you'd be looking at in terms of like how many sets of, and then how many exercises or whatever, the pairing, the order, it's all incredibly simple. So when I ask you guys like what you like most or, you know, what you found the biggest change compared to what you've done in the past, like as the listener, I just want to remind you like this is, the differences I'm expecting or that I would, whatever, I'm not going to like jump ahead, but is that like, I don't want you to think that there's, I've, I've re tried to reinvent the wheel. Like what we do is incredibly like simple in some ways. There are some intricacies to it, but, um, I just read that and I was like, yeah, it's going to make it sound like you guys are doing something fucking crazy special. But in fact, that's like actually not just the opposite, but it's like intentionally the opposite. Um, and so I'll let you guys, I'll start with Brenna. Yeah. I'll, I'll start with Brenna again, but you guys could jump around. Um, and so, I would be interested in hearing either what you enjoy most about the program slash how it's different from what you've done in the past. Cause you guys have all been here for a year. And so let's be real. You guys are liking it. And so, um, you know, like what is keep, what, what is something that you're enjoying and how is it different than what you've done in the past? And, and kind of, I guess, why are you guys still here? So we'll start with Brenna, but if people want to jump in, it doesn't need to be super structured. It is what it is. Tammy, you had something to say before you were, you were trying to cut me off, but I didn't let you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say that the, uh, the thing that actually differentiates your program from the rest is specifically that, that it's not random stuff. It's like very simple and very consistent. That's what I, I mean, I have other stuff to say, but okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Why don't you keep going, Tammy? Just start us off. Go ahead. Tell start oh. us off. Yeah. You're, you're on the train here. Keep okay. it moving. Okay. 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 So, um, the reason why I love your program, um, is, well, especially what I just said, it is basic and kind of simple, but in a complicated way. <laughs> I mean, nobody sets up your, the exercises like you <laughs> anyway, but my, the thing that I, that has made me continue to uh, you know stick with it is that it's so versatile. Uh, meaning, uh, like there's no specific exercise for specific body you know muscle groups or body parts. Like I love that you give us the option of you know subs. So if you hate an exercise, there's always something else that you can be doing that targets the same muscle and you know if you hate doing you know squats you don't need to do squats like in, in every other program that I've been in it's very you know you do this and that's it you know so I that's something that I really appreciate is there um, is not to cut you off is there an example that's specific to you just I'm just I'm poking of like hey do you have a thought of like hey this well, is something I find myself often being grateful that there's a swap for because of reason x y or z well I I was I am uh injured I have a, a an injury injury in my shoulders in both and I've found ways to still work my shoulders with different exercises and of course you are always available to you know, uh, respond and to, um, help. Um, and basically, uh, what I like the most, like, you know, taking everything into account is that it's not only about, um, 
physical health. It's also about mental health. I, I feel for myself, like it's not about working out every day and going all out every time. And like, you know, so it's like, if you don't work out today, there's always tomorrow. It's four times a week. So we can, you know, we can be, we can have a balance uh, with, with, you know, mental and physical health. That's what is for me. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. That. That's fantastic. I do hope that that comes across like it being four days a week. And a lot of the, the questions that, that are asked, I find that I, that I feel a lot of, it doesn't matter, do what kind of works best for you so that it is fits best in your life. And you know, someone's like, Hey, if I don't, if I have to work out four days in a row, like, can I do that? And it's like, obviously this person is asking because that's what would work best in their schedule. And they're going to feel incredibly guilty if, if I say that, Oh, that that's bad. You can't do that. And so what's, what I love most about hypertrophy, not to steal the, the mic here is that like, there are so many things that don't matter that much. Um, and when I, it's not that they don't matter, it's that they can be done in a, in a myriad of ways. And, and there's so much layering of personal preference on top of it. And the irony is like, it's hard to have a group program that accounts for personal preference because it's not a one-on-one -on -one thing and, I, and I'm not dealing with each of you guys individually. And so I've really like hope that the, I hope that it's both a group program where I'm telling you what to do, but also a program where occasionally you guys have an opportunity to be like, okay, but like, I would rather do it a smidge like this, or I would rather do it in this order. I would rather like, not so much that people feel like they have to make all those decisions on their own. Cause trust me, I make them for you, but hopefully there's rhetoric in there that makes you feel like there's not a big consequence to if you move a day or have an extra rest day or whatever it is. Cool. Let's move over to Brenna and same question, just kind of what you've been, what you've been enjoying, maybe what was different than, than what you were doing in the past and essentially why, why you're sticking around. Um, probably the biggest difference, number one, and I've done some before, but not quite as much work with cables. I did before way back. And so I really enjoy working with cables. Um, I love a little barbell work too. So I'm kind of one of those mixers. <laughs> like I really like a little of both, honestly. And sometimes I miss more barbell work, but then I really like cable work too. So that's one thing I really enjoy. And I think one of the biggest differences is your focus on tempo. Um, cause I've done a lot of work before, but no one really pushed that as much. Um, not regularly, like it may be one exercise that let's do a five count, whatever, you know, but normally it wasn't, it was like, let's just lift, lift, lift. And so that changes the game a little bit, I think, especially when you really start dialing into it and it does, it changes it for me. Cause you know, when you start looking at some, at the differences in how I look at old videos of how I lifted and I'm like, Oh wow. Like I was just, and you all still tell me to slow down. And my physical ter therapist still tells me to slow down too. <laughs> talk fast, move fast. But, um, but at the same time, um, I, I really focused more on that and I can definitely see a difference when I look back, I'll see an old video that I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I was just rolling through so quickly and it changes things. Cause obviously you have to focus and pay more attention and not, um, your form gets better. I think by d just because you're slowing down. And I also think, um, that you obviously can't necessarily push it as hard. Like you may think you can lift X amount, but when you start slowing it down and putting tempo to that, you can't always do that anymore. So it changes the game a little bit. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. I really enjoy the community. Um, as you know, this is our, like part of our little group here. So we, um, we have a great group of people that we talk to and just your, um, and your availability. I think, you know, that's something that people, you talk a lot about and people repost you about, um, 
Jenna does other people about your availability, but that's, that's second to none for sure. Like, you know, like Tammy said, swaps are always there, but then like, I, I mean, I've, I've swapped a lot of things out on my own because I kind of know how and something I just can't do. And while I'm still trying to rehab and that's fine. And I'm like, I know I can't even do that at all. And even the swaps are really not a good choice. I'll just pick something else. My PT helps me with that. That's fine. But like, I've reached out to you before and been like, okay, what's another good quad bias this if I can't put in myself in this much flexion and you gave me some good alternatives. So you're really good about that. I think um, as far as, you know, helping not only just the swaps in the program itself, but also, and that may be something that people that are kind of questioning and new, like if they just feel like they don't know what to do, I think that your availability is really helpful for that. Cause then they're looking at it. Like, I don't know that I even know what I would be doing, but you're always there to help from that perspective. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm always, uh, I, I acknowledge that, that while I think a lot of what we do is simple, if you join the group, and you see like how much is written in like each exercise description. Like, you know, I'm, I'm maxing out the word count that Train Heroic gives me like for each exercise, but it's in the hopes that that groundwork is done in the beginning where like you do start to understand tempo a little bit more. You know, you very loosely understand RIR because we are only gonna use it in that first week really, for example. Um, and I just, I know that like, like you said, we're like, hey, you're really available. I know that just being really available in the beginning if I can just get somebody over like a one month hump of being in the group and like focusing on the progression that that a lot of things click and it's not like you ride off in the sunset and you're a know-it-all after that, but it's definitely, there's the, the learning, learning curve is steepest in the beginning. It's not as high of a magnitude of a learning curve that I think and I do think that it levels off quite a bit once you're in the program for like weeks, I'd say, not even a full mesocycle. But yeah, that that's that's why I try and be incredibly available in at least all the time, but you know, in the beginning when someone's like thinking about joining or they're, they're not sure about this or because I know if you just, if I'm just there for you in the beginning, like chances are like you're going to get it and get plugged in. So that, that's cool. I appreciate that, Brenna. Anna, you go next and Kelly, you go last. Um, I would just say, obviously, Eric, I already kind of touched on the fact that I was in a pro that was constantly changing exercises. So that's obviously like the first thing that's different and better. That's obviously why I joined. And it's funny because I was, I would think I was one of those people that would say like, I just need something different. I need like that, like change up. And now it's so funny. Like there's exercises saying like you're in the group and you're like, I hope this is sticking around for like many mess ups. <laughs> and so um, I think that that's like something that you can like really embrace. Can you pinpoint what is now, I'll, I'll rephrase it. You tell me if that is how you feel. And then I'd love for you to expand a smidge is like, the what used to be fun was doing something new and now what's fun is doing the same thing and and so how has that changed like what is now fun about you know what part of you is like yeah i really hope we don't change that like what what sort of feelings are coming up that make you like think that well especially if it's an exercise that we've never done or done in a specific way you know like before i would do bulgarian split squats but i didn't know if i was supposed to be biasing the quads or the glutes and so now knowing that and like willing to work on the technique of that and then to really know like the first few weeks, you're just figuring out the firm and the technique and then you're trying to make sure like, did I start with the right weight? And so it'll take you a few weeks to figure that all out and then the mess is over. And you're like, wait a minute, I want to actually see the progress. And then that progress that you're making at the beginning might be like more the neurological gains. And then it's like, oh, now actually working that muscle. And I know when I increase, it's because that muscle is getting stronger. 
So that is fun and exciting when your goal is to build muscle. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Does it, would you say that the emphasis on like not only just trying to progress, but also like viewing your progress, like having to look back at what you did last week, like yes. that, that takes the place of the fun that was like, Oh, this is new and shiny Absolutely. versus yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. Yeah. And at first, like I expected that progress to be great. Like what I couldn't add weight. And now it's like, I celebrate every rep. <laughs> Like I got one more rep, all three sets or just one today. And so that is definitely exciting to know that you're like, you're playing the long game and um, yeah, but I would say like overall, just, I feel like your viewpoint of training is like, I'm not living to train. I'm training so that my life is better all around. And like my family and I, we like to be active. We like to walk. My son likes to play basketball, so we go to the park and like my training doesn't make those other things impossible. It makes those things better. And I'm more able and more able to, you know, keep up with my kids. And, and so, um, I love that. Just wait till well balanced thing. Just wait till next program. I gave you fucking three hours of zone two work. You guys are, you guys aren't <laughs> leaving your house. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Kelly, go ahead. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I have two, two other things I'll add. I think I'm the only one here who's in homebodies still. I know Anna started in homebodies, but, um, what I love about homebodies and you really harp on this is it's not, it's a separate program. It's not like you write the program for the gym and then you just say, here's a home swap, um, which I think is something I see in other programs. Just, I see people post in stories. Like you think about what equipment we have at home and how can we maximize that? And especially when I first started, I didn't have, I mean, I've since invested way more money than I care to share on equipment, but I didn't have a ton when we started, but I was still getting, you know, a really effective workout in because you were really thinking about that. And so that's something that I really appreciate from that perspective. Um, but you also mentioned that a big question you get is people wondering if, you know, they're advanced enough. And honestly, like, I think this is an amazing program for beginners because the amount of education, I mean, even for me, like I have done all these moves before, but I never thought about tempo. I never thought about RIR. I never thought about biasing quads or glutes in a split squat, like Anna said. So like you have a full description, you have amazing form videos that you're constantly changing and adding. I mean, I know some of your form videos are like 10 minutes long. <laughs> Um, which I love because you talk through everything. Um, I mean, there was even a Zoom where you brought us down to your gym and you went through, you know, you talked us through the form. So I just think that's really, especially for some, if you're somebody who maybe you can't, you don't have time to go to a gym or you can't afford a personal trainer, like this is your next best option because you are getting so much instruction that, you know, it's really going to help you, even if you're advanced or if you're a beginner you can jump in and if you're willing to learn and kind of maybe not be great at, I mean, even a year and a half in, I don't think I'm very good at RIR, but I'm still making gains. I'm still getting stronger. So it's okay. I'm still learning it and still getting better. So um, just the amount of knowledge I've gained is something that I really love about it. Um, and I'll also say like, if you're somebody at home and you have never touched a weight and all you have is dumbbells and some bands, you can do this program and you will see progress and eventually, yes, you'll have to invest. But I think if you have the bare minimum, just start and you can do it and you'll be fine. 
you'll get stronger. I appreciate that. That the, the, the idea of it being like just a gym program with home swaps, like I'm not, I was going to say I'm bitter when I see that because it's just like, that's not the right word. I just, I just have, I see other, PS, you guys, uh, you guys will crack up, but like, I know when you guys open your train heroic app and you look at the calendar, there's like a single dot there for like your workout. It's like, Hey, that or that day has a workout. I have like 15 dots per day. I'm in so many groups, just like doing R and D just like, I just want to see what else is out there, how people are utilizing the, the app and stuff. And so I'm seeing some of that, like, Hey, here's the at home swap. And when I first began writing the program, that is how I, that's how I envisioned doing it of like not at home swaps, but the amount of band exercises, I'm, I'm not shitting on bands altogether, but the amount of band exercises that are in the app uploaded that we just don't use because every time I program them, I'm like, you know, this really mimics the the gym program in terms of the way we're utilizing the muscle. So like in the gym program, we're doing like a cable lumbar lat row, right? And that's like about, you know, has to do with like lining up your arm with your torso in a very specific way. Like you could line that up with bands too. You could just, you just set that up with bands exactly the same way. And it's not that that's a piece of shit exercise that you should never do. And bands are always bad and they just don't grow muscle. And it's not that. It's just, they have a downside. And and when I look at like the overall effectiveness of the program, if we just took the home program, the gym program and tried to mimic the, the uh, angles of motion exactly the same, but swapped out all of our machine work for bands, it wouldn't be a stimulative program. Like using bands here or there strategically, totally fine. And Funny, Kelly, we are using bands in a way that I think is incredibly useful in our next program. You might even swap it for cables, but I actually think the bands here actually might actually work better, if not exactly the same. Um, but I do find that to be something that I'm, I, I appreciate you noticing because, you know, I don't, whenever, like we have a group Zoom today, today's a Friday, we're going to go through both programs and I never want it to be like, hey, here's the hypertrophies and then here's like the watered down bullshit that the people at home get. It's like absolutely not the case. Like, and you are right. I do think that my list of equipment for at home, it's like dumbbells, barbells, adjustable bench bands. But like you could do the program, I would I would say even with just dumbbells, adjustable bench, period. Um, bands, great. They're a good option. We probably use them like once per mesocycle, maybe. Um, and a barbell, you could just do all of that with a dumbbell. I think, like you said, eventually, if you get really, really strong, Anna, you experience this at some point, you're like, fuck, I need to put these dumbbells on a bar somewhere because I can't, you know, I don't have enough weight to actually RDL or do glute bridges. Um, but that's not like a can or can't do it. That's more of like a, I'm just so strong, I need more, which is kind of a happy situation. Um, so I appreciate all of that. That that was really great. Super uncomfortable for me. Brenna, I'm going to come to you. And then while you're saying what you're saying afterwards, we can circle into our next of like what you guys would like to see going forward. If anything, I'm open. If it can be an app related stuff, if it's ab work, you know, I, I won't go totally too, too in deep on that. We've done that enough behind the scenes, but if there are things that like, listen, you guys have the floor, you guys always have access to me anyway, but at, you know, here, um, I'm open to hearing if, if there are anything that would be, this would be a great time for that. So Brenda, whatever you were going to say, and then you can roll into that question if you'd like. There we go. Sorry. Um, I was going to, I was going to expand on what Anna said about being able to do things in your life. So we were affected by the tornado here, um, like a block from my house. Um, and so I was over at one of the houses the other day and one of the guys, I'd just come from the gym and one of the, the men that was out there helping, he was like, well, you can just do this all the time and you wouldn't have to go to the gym. And I looked at him and I said, the reason I can do this is because I go to the gym. And so like I was out for, th I've been out for four days hauling wood and throwing things and they're all looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, well, but this is what we do. Like, 
you know, we lift things like this all the time. And my rectors are a little sore this week. I will tell you that from all the bending and moving, but um, otherwise, you know, like, I'm like, I'm good. Like, this is not a big deal. And I think that's really important in a day to day. Like she said, being able to do things that you, you know, just want to be able to do, especially um, with your kids, with your life, you know, we like to hike. We like to do all kinds of things. So do any of you guys, I'll we'll go back to that question in a second. And, and hiking counts, by the way, with what I'm about to say, but are any of you guys doing anything else other than, because we train four days a week for the listener. We train four days a week, two upper body days, two lower body days. Um, and, you know, there's often a question of like, can I do other things? Can I do CrossFit? Can I do cardio? Can I do my orange theory? And that will get its own contextual answer based on the question. If you ask me in the group, you totally can, by the way, people can totally ask that question. Uh, I do not think that my group is the absolute only time you can ever exert energy throughout the week. I don't think that's the case. I do think that it's important to have like an A1, B1 sort of thing where you're at least like not chasing two rabbits 100%. But I'm curious, just uh, sitting with you guys here, are, is anybody else like, hey, on a weekly schedule, I'm also doing cardio, or I'm also doing a hike, or I'm also doing a CrossFit class, or I'm also doing like that, a Peloton, whatever. Like what else do you guys do on top of the program? I, I would actually like to speak to that because I, in addition to committing to my first six months, I purposely did not do anything else because I wanted to just give the program a chance. I was like, I'm going to just follow this as it's programmed and see what happens. So I have not done really anything else. Like I just did your program and I aimed to get, you know, um, at least 8,000 steps. That's all I was doing. And I've definitely seen results. Like I've been taking, you know, progress pictures every month. So I think the question is, can you do other things? Yes. Do you have to do other things in order to see results? No. That's how I look at it. And I, um, go ahead, Brad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, I think if you're looking for the best results from the program, I would just do the program in terms of resistance training. Um, I wouldn't be like, yeah, I'll do your four days and CrossFit and this and these other classes. So I, I, I love what I love what you said, Kelly. Where it's like, like I'd like to give off truthfully, not like giving off some weird fucking shady vibe, but like that you could do you could probably survive doing anything on top of this. I mean, like a little bit more on top of this. I don't want it to be like, hey, you join this group, you gotta absolutely stop everything you're doing. But I, in the same breath would say, if you've never done what Kelly just said, which is like join a program and go all in and give it, like I designed it in mind as if you're only doing the program. Um, I, it's possible that there are contexts where you can do an extra day of, you can do your Peloton. I think that when we're talking about cardio, it overlaps less than if you're like, hey, I'm doing another resistance training day. That I think overlaps a bit more and would 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 be a worse idea, let's say. Um, but but I love that you said that because I think that happens a lot where people were like, yeah, it didn't really work for me. And it's like, yeah, but it, it was, it had in mind that you were only doing it. And you, it didn't work for you because you were like, oh, do this marathon program. And it also didn't work for me while I was doing that. So I think that that's pretty cool that you gave it. You, you were like, hey, I'm going to give it the real college try here. And I'm only going to do this. And I'm going to see as it's written and give it its best shot. And so, yeah, I mean, you've you've seen awesome results. And, and that's cool. And I have people who do stuff here and there. So, so Brenna, go ahead. You were going to say something. Um, I've, I have, so historically, I always did like um, a couple days other than lifting where I would sprint or do some short kind of interval cardio and even a Metcon one day, sometimes through a week. Um, I haven't really with your program because when I hurt my hip, I really had to give up all cardio because <laughs> I just had so much trouble with hip flexion. I could, there was so much I couldn't do. And so I walked like, and I walk in about a zone two normally, except I've had to slow that down too. But, um, 
So I've always pretty much kept that up the whole time with your program and always um, I'm slowly adding back in. I had a hip injection, so I'm slowly trying to add back in some running again. And I mean, I, I do fine with it. So, yeah. And I, I feel like I was in my best shape, like physically when I was doing both things, because, again, I really um, and it's funny, I'm not a cardio person, but. I've missed it. Like I was like, I finally was like, oh my gosh, that's the one thing I really miss is being able to do those things because I couldn't physically do them. And I was like, I'm so tired of not being able to. So that's the first thing I added back in rather than um, trying to add new, add, go back to perfectly your program with my hip and everything else. I'm still modifying that and adding cardio back in because I've missed that part of it. Um, and I, I do enjoy, and I told my physical therapist, I'm like, I'm at a point where like from a, fitness standpoint, I want to be able to do both things to some extent. Like I'm at a point where I'm like, you know, and she tells me all the time, she's like your training age plus your physical age, like your strength gains and your muscle gains are slowing down. And they are, I mean, they just are. And that's fine. I mean, I'm eight years in and I'm 43 years old and I'm not, it takes longer. I mean, it just takes a lot more to get there. And I'm like, I'm fine where I am. Like I'm happy with those things. So I really do want to have kind of a little bit more all around fitness goal at this point. Yeah. And that's very much where the introduction of zone two stuff for this mezzo and potentially future, all future programs will come in. Um, for the record, we are introducing some optional cardio days. For the most part, it was always four workouts and I just didn't tell you anything else to do on top of that other than, Hey, get some steps and make sure you recover, make sure you're progressing. But, um, and that's always been, you guys will read when, when we go over it later today on zoom that like, I've always, I'm so torn on adding optional shit because I just know that there's a lot of type a personalities and, 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 and a lot of like, the ben not the, a lot of the benefit, but there's such a nice feeling of like doing the thing that I give you, completing it from A to Z as it's written and feeling really good about that instead of like, I do 70% of it. And I know, and I have to wrestle with the fact that I know that's fine, but I'm Jordan, this 30% uh, optional stuff, I'm gonna leave that off. It's like, I, I almost would rather people, it's like this idea of sometimes people are like, I'll have, maybe it's one-on-one -on -one clients who are like, um, they're like, oh, I could train for three days, but but sometimes I can do that fourth day. And they're like, so could I have an optional fourth day? And I'm like, you'll feel better if I just give you three days and you do just those three days. And so that's kind of been an, an element of like, oh, I'm not gonna add an optional fifth day. But anyway, I'm rambling. Let's move on. Anybody else, things that they would want to see um, or things that they are also doing on the side that they've enjoyed and experiences with that. Anna, go ahead. I was just gonna speak to the whole optional thing. When you first adding in those optional exercises a couple of days a week, um, I remember you saying like, I only want you to do one, but you kind of knew that a lot of people would <laughs> want to do both. And so just to kind of like, for anybody who doesn't know, like your program's very full body, like we're going to grow everything, but like you say, a little biased to maybe glutes and like back work or something. And so those optional things are either like extra glute or maybe extra chest or sometimes extra, like just triceps or biceps or something. And so I remember, I think when you first introduce it, like going, okay, I'm going to try out both and see like, okay, is there a move that I'm like, Ooh, this is fun. I want to stick to this or whatever. And then there being like the next mess. I'm like, I got to do everything. And then coming across, like there was one mess where it was like, I can't do both, whether it was like a time constraint or just like, just, I didn't have the mental capacity at the end of the workout to like really push both. And I was like, okay, me trying to do both isn't helping at this point. And so I, I totally understand why you feel that way when you add something optional, like people aren't gonna get it. But I think it's like just maturing and, and getting to know you and your program and your intentions behind it. It's helped me go like, 
it's okay if I don't do even one of those, but if I am like, be smart about it and don't do it just to say that, like I did everything, (laughs) there's no prize for that. So. Yeah. That, then that, that was born out of the, that was originally an idea that I had for getting more men into the group, because I'll tell you straight up the base program as it's written has not no pec work. I think it's important. Like you said, balanced is like, we're working everything. I definitely think that as like a foundation, we should work whether it's every single muscle or every single general movement pattern a little bit, horizontal pressing, vertical pressing, all that stuff. And uh, I think just from an orthopedic perspective, that's a good idea. Um, But I'd had people in the group that like, it's it's like 95% women, but um, that were like, hey, I want to join the group, but it doesn't seem to be a ton of pec work. And so I was like, here's what I'll do. I'll put like glutes and pecs as like an optional block at the end of certain days. And it's kind of turned into like an upper or lower. It's like our program is is written as if you want to grow everything equally. It's a balanced program. But if you want to skew it very gently to upper body focus or very gently to lower body focus, then you can do that. And so I, I I do find that enjoyable. And I also will program those two optional exercises as like, there'll be exercises that if you did both of them, you won't die. Like, it's not like it's like RDL or barbell bench press and it's like okay if you add both of those that's like a ton of extra work it's like glute kickbacks or tricep extensions or something like that which is not not negligible but but certainly i know that if there's people out there doing both it's not the end of the world right right what was the next question well just maybe things that either either you guys can go things that you uh would like to see if anything if there's like hey something that i've I, I miss that we used to do an exercise or something that we're not doing or something in the app that you think could be improved or I'm open to that. I don't want this to just be a, a <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with enough of these compliments as it is. Trust me. So you you know how you'll say something and then we just are waiting for you to implement that. <laughs> so the one thing that I'm excited to do is you mentioned that at some point we will repeat a meso that like you've already yeah. written. I'm excited in that yes. because I think like we've talked about, like, it's, it's great to see like meso to meso, like the progress that we're making on specific exercises, but I think that will be cool to progress in a different way. So. Very cool. That's, and that, that applies to a lot of you guys. The reason I haven't done it is just because one, there were, I think that I'm always like, there's always something else I'm really excited to do. Like we're doing something, this meso like lengthened only set, which is like a really cool technique, not comp, not super complicated, but I'm like pumped about that. And so I'm like, oh, I really want to do that. But for the, those of you guys have been in the program for a long time, that would be very fun. The other thing is, it is most fun if you have the metrics from that time. And so if you don't yeah. have the metrics from that time, you can probably still maybe just like even just subjectively remember what you were doing. But if you... People ask me a lot of times, the app gives you like a volume calculation. You guys are all aware, like at the end of the workouts is how you lifted 10,000 pounds or whatever. Um, if you're Brenna, it says like 47,000 pounds. And um, that volume metric is basically, it's called tonnage. It's just like reps times sets times weight times all that stuff. It's just one like shoots out the, all the pounds that you lifted. That metric is the most useful from let's say week one in the current program to week five in the current program. So that's very much an apples to apples. But you could even zoom out a bit further and say it if you added up all five weeks of those metrics and compared it to you repeating that program and added up for all five weeks again. Now that is something that is cool to talk about, but nobody ever does, but we might actually have the opportunity to do that. So you know what I might do? You know what we might do? You know what I'm thinking? Don't make us promises you're not going to keep. No, no, but see, so the reason I I haven't done that is because there's few people that fall into the category of people that were here for this mezzo 
That's not the case so far because the group, there's now a lot of people who have been here for a while, including you guys, and people who have that data. And so to me that that's like probably the four of you guys, but probably not the, the majority of people are like, well, I saved this screenshot from Mezzo. <laughs> but what I could do is I could really emphasize that this Mezzo or next Mezzo and say, hey, we are repeating this Mezzo in four Mezzos. So take that screenshot, file it down because I want it to be like, I don't want, I, I know Anna, you're going to have a memory of that and you might have that data, but I doubt everybody does. But if I stress the hell out of it, then maybe I can get more people to do that and then we can make it more of a fun thing. That is awesome. I totally want to do that. I want to see if it's the current Mezzo. The current Mezzo has some things that that I, people are going to love, but there's going to be one or two things that I'm like, well, do I want to make this one the one that we repeat? People are going to fucking hate me for it. Um, but but whatever, that's actually very cool. If I really stress it, that would be the thing that would make me want to yeah. do it because I know most I know a lot of people would then get the benefit from it. Very, very cool. That's a, that's a I cool idea. I think that's... That's true because like, for instance, we've done chest assisted rows for a long time now, but they've moved order. And so like you had a mezzo where they were first. Right. So my numbers as them first. Yes. Are drastically different than my numbers as them third. You know, like I lift a lot less when they're third or fourth in the workout on them than if, when they were first, which is fair. And it's supposed to be that way, but it would be interesting to say now if they were first, what would I be lifting? Yeah, exactly. Very so. cool. I, I I will talk about that today. And whether we do it with this mezzo or it'll either be this mezzo or, mezzo or next mezzo. And I'll make a point to, ooh, I have some ideas brewing actually. Um, okay, okay, cool. Amazing. <laughs> Tammy, go ahead. We we, we uh, almost forgot you there. Never forget you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, what part? Just maybe things, things that you would like to see that you haven't seen um, and also what were the other questions that we were talking about? So things that you would, would okay. like to see that you haven't, that you haven't seen maybe. And then, um, that was it. We did the, we did the changes compared to what you did in the past. We did that already. So, so incorporating optional cardio is something that is actually exciting to me. Um, because like, just like Kelly from the beginning, I, completely stopped doing cardio, even though I have a Peloton bike and, um, I truly enjoy it, but, um, I wanted to give it my all and, and see how it went. And, um, well, little by little, I realized that, um, not only I enjoy cardio, but I also need it because I used to go hiking with my husband up the mountain. And I honestly, was hard. It was like, I couldn't, it's not that I couldn't breathe, but it was harder than it was before when I was doing more cardio. So, so I definitely want to incorporate more of that. So yeah, so that's exciting to me. And um, yeah, abs, I would definitely um, enjoy a little bit more, even though you say what you say that we're not going to see them un unless we're super lean, but we have to train them anyway. Like we are not going to see our delts if we're not super lean either. No, like, I don't know. But anyway, I, yeah, those are two things that I, that I would enjoy. Yeah. That no. And, and I, and I, I appreciate that for sure. The cardio one is, a, is one that's not been a long time coming, but I've wrestled with and, and I'm excited to bring it to the program this time. I'm, I'm excited for it to be something that people get excited about and enjoy. And uh, it's definitely the type, the thing I would add from just a, if we're only talking about health perspective, the zone two cardio would be the, the next thing that I would add intentionally. The ab training 
thing is, you make a good point. I The counter would be that I think you are training them with, with some of the compound lifts you are doing. Um, training them from a stability, health, core, strength perspective. Um, but I, I honestly, it wouldn't be a lot. I think about it all the time. I'm like, Jordan, you have the exercises. They're in the app already. Like, what's stopping you from just slapping one exercise on the end of each leg day, three sets to failure? Like, And that's really what it would be, by the way. That's like what ab training would end up looking like. Probably two exercises, three sets of each, you know, zero to two RIR. Like, what's stopping me from doing that? What's stopping me from doing that, I guess, is is the fear of it feeling monotonous. Like, you, I can do way, there's way more fun, there's way more ways of like changing up the programming in a fun perspective with other exercises, other muscle groups, just from that, that like as a puzzle sort of challenge to make it fun and make it different. With ab training, it's so freaking straightforward um, that I feel like- You can do it optional. Yeah, but, but would people be fine with, and I, and I, wanted, I wanna have this chat, would people be fine with it being like, we're not like, it's not like one mezzo, it's this super fun superset or this super myo repi and it, it would stay roughly standardized. Maybe the exercises of course would change, but if we're doing like three by eight to 15 TVA crunch on one day and three by five to 10 gar hammers on the other day, and then every mezzo, it's just those two exercises just kind of swap out a little bit. Like would that, would that suffice or would that be like, like what I'm saying is if I wanna do something, I wanna do it really well, but this implementation would be so incredibly simple it might not wow people in the way that it's programmed. And obviously I can articulate that it doesn't need to be wowed, but like I'm talking myself into it not being such a bad idea. If people can understand that it's it's just fairly straightforward and fairly simple, it's not something that I'm gonna be uh, like staying up late trying to figure out how to make it more fun like I do the rest of the program. Um, but it, that's- I think it. for some people you're gonna articulate that and they're not gonna get it until they do it. So I think by actually like emptying it and letting people see like, hey, this is what it actually takes and all takes to actually train your abs. When they do it, then they'll get it. And also like, for example, I don't do optional. <laughs> I'm not type A. I, if I am done, you know, if I'm doing lower body, all the four exercises, I'm, I'm exhausted at the end. I don't want to do anything else. But if it's abs, you know, you're not super tired and, and on, on your abs. In that you local, know? in that, in that, place. in that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do that. And to, and to go back to like when we were talking about like what else do we do? So on a typical week, like all a Wednesday or a Saturday, and I'll work on some core stuff just because I had huge twins and then a huge yeah. 10 pound baby. Yeah. So I know what I need. And so I have just already implemented that. And so I've kind of already, and I've implementing zone two a little bit as well. So I just know like, Hey, Wednesdays and Saturdays, that's kind of like my day to do what my body feels like it needs. That's core, some mobility, et cetera. So I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like Kelly's before, like we're adults. We <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't want to turn it into something where like all of a sudden 50% of what I'm writing is optional. And now, and now right. the person loads up the program and they're like, holy shit, there's a lot to do. Whereas like, if I took out all the optional stuff, then it's like, hey, four, four, four one hour workouts. And, and, and I think there's, uh, it's a double-edged sword. You get the person who would benefit and be able to maximize, not just by doing everything, but by picking and choosing what's right for them and, and implementing one day of zone two and then the second day of abs. And they're like, wow, this is such a nice, 
uh, cherry and, and seasoning on top of the program. But I just fear for the other people who load up the app and like, holy crap, there's so there's seven days of stuff to do now. And each day has like six things. And so I just, I think that it makes the program better if people are in such a good headspace about this is optional. And, you know, I'm prioritizing my four strength training sessions before doing anything else. I'm prioritizing getting steps before doing the zone two. I'm prioritizing my compound list before my ab isolation work. It's like, if I can, if everyone's on that page, then they'll make the most of it. But I do fear you guys are, you guys are in this, in this way, you guys are fairly advanced in terms of like knowing your body, knowing what you enjoy, knowing what you want to do. And so I feel like for you guys, it would work incredibly well. And maybe that's me being gun shy and, and assuming not giving people enough credit or myself enough credit to educate on this. But um, I, I, I see where you guys are coming from. And, and, and Anna, to your point, the the like just from a postpart, even postpartum or right. or not perspective, like a right. pelvic floor health. I that to me is the real one that it that that gets to me where I'm like, yeah, not a bad plan. Um, so okay, I mentally log that. I appreciate it, guys. Brenna, go ahead. <laughs> But I think from a pelvic floor health and like that kind of core health, like I think I get what you're saying because I think abs are like, um, I think what you see on Instagram is like the flashy stuff. And that's not really what's working core. That flashy stuff, everybody thinks that you're going to add that's fun is not what's going to be added. Correct. Because yeah. if you look at the main moves of anti-rotation, anti-flexion, anti-extension, which is what you should be doing, you know, that is very repetitive stuff. I mean, it's super repetitive and people are kind of like, oh, that's all you're doing. And yeah, that's all you're doing. So like, I love a pal off press. It's one of my favorite things in the world. But like, if you just look at someone, you're like, oh, that's it. Yeah, like that's it. Now it's hard. It can be, but it doesn't, you know, it's just not flashy at all. Um, I'm, I continually have been in some PT rehab stuff. So like I, like Copenhagen Hagen planks are part of my rehab and have been for a while. So like I have some stuff that I'm doing that are part of it and I've pretty much always kept it, but I have a decent enough core that I also don't like stress about it too much either. And I'm not a huge person that likes to do flashy abs. It kind of, I'm like, Oh, this hurts. And it's no fun. <laughs> and, and, and Copenhagen's are, are coming to a program near you. That is for damn sure. Just from an adductor perspective, they are coming to a program near you. That's why I'm doing them. Oh yeah. That's why are, I'm doing them. It's because yeah. of my adductor strain that goes with my hip stuff is we've put them in for a long, long time now. So yeah. And I love them, but, um, they, they can be very difficult. Like I, even me, I've had to like, we adjusted me down and changed my angling and everything else this last time so that, because my strain is doesn't tolerate them well, like it just doesn't. So I've got I've had to like adjust them a little bit. And everybody's like, I can't even believe you can do them at all. And I'm like, No, they're like, like a lot of people see them on my Instagram. And they're like, I tried that. And it's really hard. I'm like, Yeah, it is really hard. But then again, I think that that's one of those that people think abs are the flashy things. And they're really not, honestly. So yeah, yeah, we're not adding any ab wheel rollouts. That is for sure. Um, fun and cool feet of it's so funny that I think a lot of the core work you see are what I would call feats of strength there it's like a it's like an expression of what you are capable of as opposed to like this is the best way for me to get stronger um, it's like a one rep max is like an expression of strength but like it's even a power lifter very rarely is doing it's like entire life is around getting stronger and very rarely are they doing single reps um, I'm not up for time, but if anybody, I know we're at the hour mark. If anybody has to run and do other things, I vastly appreciate your time. Just don't, you're not messing me up. If you have to go, you just sign off, no problem. I have the last couple of questions and you guys are, PS, I can stick around. We want to just do open Q&A about stuff that, that's awesome. Um, would be, if there's any advice for people that are on the fence, 
and advice for people and or advice for people who come into the program and think, is this it? Who see like, you know, four or five exercises. If you're in home bodies, one of our leg days is only three exercises. And I'd be curious if anybody has any, like you're on the fence or you don't think it's a lot of volume or whatever it is, if there's any insight you'd like to share. I would say that if you're on the fence, there's a reason you're there. It's, it's either you're not happy with your current programming. You're not happy with your current progress. So like, that's kind of where I was. I knew that in order to see different results, I had to do something different. Like you can't just keep doing the same thing and expect different results. So at some point, if you want different results, you have to be willing to try something different. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But I just feel like if you're on the fence, there's a reason for it. So at some point you have to be willing to try something new or different. Um, and if you think three exercises on a, on a leg day isn't enough, then I got news for you. <laughs> That's the hardest day of the week. I literally, I work out at one in the afternoon. I spend all morning mentally psyching myself up. Like, okay, I got to do quads this afternoon. <laughs> it's not getting any easier. This so program, this don't program, confuse saying, yeah. simple with easy. Like they're simple, but they're very challenging workouts, especially if you're, you know, doing it correctly and pushing yourself. And again, I mean, to me, I look at my, my pictures from when I started to now, like to me, that speaks for itself and the amount of weight I can lift from then until now. Um, it's, it's amazing progress. So I agree. If you're on the fence, you're on the fence for a reason. I used it with another program I was in, people used to jump in and they would be like, that's what they would say in the chat. They would be like, well, I'm used to more volume than this, blah, blah, blah. And it was a strength program. And I'm like, okay, but you changed from that for a reason. There's a reason you left the program you were in. Like if you changed, there's a reason. And it was because yeah, yeah. maybe you were just tired of it, but obviously you weren't getting the results you wanted. And most of them would say, I'm not getting the results I wanted. And I'm like, okay, then if you're willing to change program, then you need to give it a try and actually try. And like you said, um, Totally agree with that. That's a, that's a big part of it. I think following people that you repost, Jordan, is probably a good option for people that are on the fence. You know, you repost a lot of people's stuff, like you people guys, that yeah. are thinking about it. Like, yeah, like uh, like the people that are in your program, you repost when we tag you. And so maybe start following those people and see what they're doing and see, you know, how they're managing it. Because again, if you you know, just look at the program and think, oh, there's four or five exercises. If they actually watch those people regularly, they might try to start to see, you know, what kind of progress they're making and just be able to see how that work goes. Um, and then, um, and then uh, I guess, you know, just talking back and forth with you or with, or chatting with other people, you know, that you've reposted. If, you know, they hit somebody up and say, I've had some people hit me up and be like, Hey, what do you like about Jordan's program? You know? And so, um, so yeah, that's exactly, you know, that, that part of it too. And it's surprising that people will hit you up like that, but they will. And they'll say, you know, I'm thinking about changing and what do you like and what do you not like? And I think that's something that people that are on the fence, definitely it would help them to do that to kind of get, cause of course, a, a coach or somebody else is going to be like, well, these are my benefits. But talking to someone on the side, you know, sometimes helps, I think, because you're not like in this kind of setting where everybody's hearing it all. So I, I was literally I had this thought that they both said, like, if you're thinking about it, there's a reason for that. But also I would like to kind of like plug strategy as well. Are your expectations realistic? Are you unhappy with your results in general just because you have unrealistic expectations? Which I, again, I think continue following Jordan, continue, like oh, other people who are showing you like, Kelly, I think you did a one-year update on your feed. 
and you showed like your progress from one year and like realize it's going to take time, but also like if there's less exercises, are you working hard enough? Are you, are you putting in the effort? Are you, could you being heavier? So kind of take like an internal audit of like what you're expecting and then the effort that you're putting in. But seven days free, you could at least get a picture of the program and give it a shot. Like you literally just don't see how you have anything to lose. I think that when I joined your program, I was doing so many exercise per session and I was so exhausted every time. And I know that in the beginning and especially in the first week, which is the introductory week, you feel like you're not doing enough because that's the thing that people, when they start at deload week and you do one set of each, that's when they think like, oh, is this enough? But I would... I, I think that Kelly's strategy is something that everybody should do. Like, give yourself a period of time to try it, but for real. Because if you just try it for two weeks, you're not going to know if you like it. It's not enough. And little by little, like, I, I know I, I don't want to throw flowers at you anymore, but... <laughs> But the education piece in this program is unreal. And so even, you know, when when you start doing you know, every exercise the right way, you realize you've been doing so many things wrong in the past. And now you know how to really, you know, put all the uh, your your energy in every lift and 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 learn from it and really it's more than enough more than enough i think i think we can always come back to the education the form checks the your availability but like i feel like god forbid the internet died or something like i feel like you have taught us so much that like i could i probably could probably write a better program than other trainers right like with what we've learned, but I'm glad I don't have to because <laughs> the mental energy that that would take. But I, yeah, I think just, and I know that like, let's say I, I went on a trip just last month. Uh, it was my husband's work trip. So he had like meetings. I didn't have anything to do. So I went up to the gym and it was a pretty decent gym and I couldn't do the program exactly as, as it was written, but I knew that I could work the muscles that I needed to work that day with what they had in, you know, in the thing. And so I just feel like I just feel so much more empowered in training just in general. Like even if I wasn't doing your program anymore, which I don't want to be doing your program, but you know what I mean? Like it's an investment that's worth it for $27. <laughs> cool. I appreciate and I that. Think, I think one thing that this whole conversation has shown and that I've seen over the course of being in your program is your willingness and openness to the feedback from the group. Like I've really seen like the evolution of Jordan's group programming philosophy. Um, like you really take into consideration like our feedback of what we like or don't like um, and kind of modify how you program, what you program, you know, what the, the forum videos, um, like I can think of a few examples off the top of my head, but um, 
I think this conversation we're having is just a showcasing of that. Like, you're not just high and mighty, like, here's my program. I'm better than you. I know more than you. Like, you're down here with us, like, wanting our feedback and actually taking it into account and just continually wanting to make it the best program it could be for us. So that's awesome. Like, we we notice it and we appreciate it. And that's a big reason we're still here. <laughs> So flowers, throwing flowers, as Tammy says. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one minute away from ending the podcast out of just sheer discomfort from so much. You guys are, I appreciate that a ton. I was like, just, just my face is getting, I have to like put a filter on. Um, But yes, I appreciate that, guys. That's certainly where I'm coming from. I definitely like, this isn't like a just optimal hypertrophy. This is like getting people to do the big rocks really well and enjoy it and stick around and change it just enough to make it fun and educate people so that, you know, the truth is that's most people, most of the time that like it's, uh, people are changing things up like crazy in a program in lieu of educating around how to make the basics better, almost like as like a, some form of like distraction technique from like, Hey, your technique, execution, tempo, actually getting close to failure, actually focusing on progression. That's really where the magic happens but that's like boring stuff to educate on. Like, it's just not as fancy as like, we have to do this cool superset or we have to do this new exercise or whatever. And so I find that that, you know, whatever, that's like just, I'm trying to make that less boring. Um, and you your feedback, you guys have no idea. I mean, I guess you have some idea, but you have no idea how helpful that is, um, how helpful today has been, how helpful you guys have been just honestly just sending, people are like, oh, form videos are, must be a pain for you. I'm like, you guys all sending form videos helps me make the program immensely better. You know how many people, I'm not, uh, I'm gonna go down this path. Um, like in early on in the program, like fucked up a certain exercise. And that is entirely down to my form video sucking for that exercise. Like I watch people do my first iteration of like a split squat or something like that, or the heel elevated split squat. That quad emphasis, heel elevated split squat, we're really driving forward. Like I've, I'm, on like, I'm on like form video seven because each time like, Hundred, hundreds of form videos come in and people are like messing up the same thing. And that's not anybody's fault but mine for not articulating that. And so it's incredibly helpful. The feedback's incredibly helpful. I hope that it continues to get better. I bet we do an ab experiment soon. I bet there's an experiment. And I really want your guys' feedback as well. If you're like, cause you guys are a little bit like boots on the ground. If you like feel people are like doing it or liking it or it's boring or whatever, it's overwhelming to have extra shit or, um, we shall see. But anyway, I appreciate everybody's time. Is there anything anybody wants to say or ask or get off their chest or God forbid, say one more nice thing. I swear to God. <laughs> I want to know um, what's what has been the most challenging part of running the group? I'm curious. What's the, what's the most challenging part for you? Yeah. Um, it's, 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 the, it's the most challenging thing in programming altogether, in my opinion, it's it's keeping it fun. It's the balance of variation and continuity. So variation, it, it runs on like a, um, an upside down U-shaped curve where like no variation ever probably isn't fun, but too much variation also isn't fun as you guys alluded to, where it's like, yeah, well, I, I took me two or three weeks to really get in the groove with this and then we change it out and I have 10 new exercises to learn in intro week and I'm overwhelmed because I got to send all these form videos and I, and so trying to find the balance between that and the benefits of continuity, we're like doing things the same for a very long time is probably best for gains. I'll tell you that there's a, if you were to graph uh, on the y-axis, my anxiety, and on the x-axis, 
how many weeks, uh, how many programs, consecutive programs and exercise has been in. It's just linearly upward. Like when I have a program and exercise has been in for like, like RDLs have never not been in. Um, I think in a future mezzo, we take a small break, maybe do B stance or something like that, whatever we will. Um, but that's definitely something that I wrestle with where I'm like, I, I think what's best for the program is to keep it the same, X, a certain slot. But I get nervous because I know people have doing, been doing it for a long time. And I really want to find the balance of you've done this enough times consecutively that you're kick ass at it. You found the technique. You have the right weight. You know exactly where to start this, this program because of where you ended last program. And you can get the most productive work over the six weeks without having as many people as possible trend into the, ugh, we're doing this again sort of mentality. Like I'll give you an example. We're doing costal presses again, this mezzo. It's probably our fourth fourth, or maybe even fifth, between third and fifth mezzo in a row that we're doing them. Um, we've changed them gently. We've worked from higher reps. We've done pauses. This is our lowest rep range without pauses. So it will be our heaviest load that we use. And then we're gonna swap it out. Um, but I wrestled with that for you know, whatever, as much as I wrestle with any of the choices because I do really want to find that balance of, I know continuity is beneficial. I'm watching people get, get better at the technique over time. I really wanna let people you know, maximize it. Um, and I guess the, the overarching thing that's difficult is I know every single change I make will make some people happy, some people less happy. And so, um, that, that to me is like, it's tough to take both of those and remind myself that neither of them represents the whole group. Even people that love it. I, I can't just like get off to that because I know that that's not everyone and people who don't like it. I need to be like, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. And, and I, I mentally log it, but I know that that's also not everyone, um, and so that's definitely the hardest part. The pro, it's so funny, like programming is not hard. Programming, making one program is not hard, but keeping hundreds of people, the, like a u, very like utilitarian, like make the most people the most happy approach is what I'm trying to do. Um, and, I, and I just, you guys, I'm sure, even four of you guys who I think in general are probably a little bit more similar than maybe the rest of all the group. I'm sure you guys all have differences when I make a change. I'm sure even with the, amongst you guys that are like, have like synced up in some way and, you know, become besties and all this stuff. Like I'm sure you guys all have still have different opinions on stuff. Um, I'll tell you right now what I try and do is I try and implement one thing that is intellectually stimulating per program that's new. And, and instead of changing a whole bunch of little things that I think don't make a big difference, like costal pec press in the eight to 12 to 12 to 15, which sometimes of course we're gonna do that sort of stuff. But instead of like getting trigger happy and changing a whole bunch of little things, can I keep most things the same? And can I fill your need for intellectual stimulation with like one thing that we're gonna learn? Like this meso, the biggest change that we're making is we're learning about lengthened only sets. And a lot of the program, 75% of it, might be exactly the same or small iterations. But you, I hope, I'm giving away the game here, but I'm hoping that you forget about that because you've, you're gonna exhaust all of your like, I need to learn something new. I want there to be something new. It's fun to learn something new on this one thing that we can keep the greater amount of program the same. And I can, I can almost like fill that need for us to do something new with this, with this one little thing, whether it's a myo rep or reverse drop sets. I mean, we've done something like that. De descending rep, ascending load method, you know, uh, uh, tempo drops, um, a lot of these things, myos, drop sets, intensity techniques, whatever. Giant set was this mezzo with the lateral raise. Um, 10, 6, 10 leg extension, whatever. It, it's something that I hope people are like, oh yeah, like this is gonna take me a little while to learn. So I'm thankful it's the only thing I need to learn or that that, that thing, the things I need to learn are are of a smaller quantity, let's say. Did that make sense? Yeah. Listen, you getting us excited about 
Bulgarian, like split squats is like <laughs> game changer. <laughs> Are you excited about them though? <laughs> I love split squats. Yeah, okay, they nail the for, like the form for Got quads, it. for glutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. I'll do split squats every muzzo. You can just leave them in. Cool. They're they're coming to they're coming to hypertrophies. <laughs> they're coming to hypertrophies. We're swapping out the leg press for the first time. I know leg press is the bomb. I love leg press. We're swapping out for one mezzo. It'll make a return. Whatever you guys are gonna see in like three hours, so you guys don't need any like sneak peeks here. It, you you guys are gonna see before this comes out anyway. Um, anybody else? Last last words. I am curious that so you said you have about eighty percent women, which I'm not surprised really. I mean that tends to seems to be what I hear other coaches say. Um, do you know how many people are new to hypertrophy? Like, do you have an idea of that? Like when you in your like month to month. How many people are new to the, just, to, to the group or to hypertrophy training? To hypertrophy training in general. Do you have an idea of that? I'm just curious. I I don't have a, I have an idea just based on like the kinds of questions people ask and, right. and what frequency. Yeah. I, I'd say most people have done some form of hypertrophy program before or had a coach. Um, it's like we've talked about, it's not mandatory. You could be a beginner. To, right. to all day one beginners out there, like you can do this program. And I think Kelly had said like, not only can you, you should do this program because it's going to save you a ton of time. The learning curve <laughs> is steeper, but it will save you a ton of time. My recommendation to you is ask a gazillion questions because I, to a fault, will answer them because I, I want you to understand. And so um, I think that most people have a, the thing is I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm hating, and it's not your guys' fault at all, but like I'm get I want to get away from, Unfortunately, I named my group the hypertrophies, which I love because I love a good pun and that's fun. But I, I want to get away from using the term mesocycle. I want to get away from the term using hypertrophy as much as I can because I just think it's it's a barrier for people. It's like, what is a mesocycle? I can't join this program. You know, it's like that just it just means program. Like um, and you guys, we can all still use the word. I didn't mean to come at you guys, but because I've used it a million times and that's why you guys are using it. But um, but but that's something that I've seen too, where like if I get that question, it reminds me, I'm like, stop fucking saying that. Um, it's just like making people feel like you, you guys are doing something fancy, you know? I feel fancy. I was, <laughs> I was just curious because of that whole conversation of people joining as new people. Like I was, you know, kind of curious what your demographic is in that range. Just so people did feel like, yeah, we have some, like a decent amount of new people that come in that have never done it before. The I have analytics on like the conversion rate, the amount of people who join who end up staying. And um, I have a, a feedback system where people who don't end up staying give me feedback. And I will say that, no, whatever, we don't need to go through what those metrics are. But it it is, uh, it seems like the people who don't stay are the people that load up the app for the first time, click on one exercise and see how much I've written. The irony is, the people who do stay are the people who load up the app and stay because they see how much I've written. You know, like, and I don't mean it so literally, but a lot of you guys spoke to how thorough a lot of it is. And I, I need to deal with that. And Kelly asked what the hardest thing was. It's like, I wrote this zone two thing, like the, the exercise description, and it took up like every character. Now I gave like a very simple beginning of like, hey, you don't need to read any of this. You could just do this if you want, but if you want to read further, go on. But I do wrestle with that where I'm like, I know somebody who's a, a beginner is gonna, could benefit from doing this program, but has a higher percent chance of joining, seeing a seven minute form video on, on split squats, seeing that there's like a lot of text that is trying to help them, of course, and is it ultimately would help them, but is overwhelming. And PS, I totally understand where they're coming from. So that's something I wrestle with. At some point I'm thorough to a fault. And, and frankly, I'm 
I'm okay with that. Like that, that I don't lose sleep over. Like when in doubt, I'm like, I'd rather be overly thorough um, for the kind of person who's like going to make the most of it. Cool. Anything else, guys? What a ton of fun. We will have to do this again. Not with you guys, though. We get a different people in here, but no, no, you guys are, you guys are great. I appreciate you guys a ton. You guys, have, I know you guys have all been there for a long time and whatever. I am so unbelievably grateful for the support, tagging me and stuff, answering people in the group chat, whatever it is, like it's just been a super big help. And I love, love, love watching you guys work and seeing you guys progress and having you guys ask questions and, and it's just whatever. That's like, from a purpose fulfillment perspective, it's it's super fun and you guys make that possible. So thank you. Yeah. Thank, we you. Love thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks guys. Alrighty guys, we'll end it there. If anybody has anything else to say, you can just say it next time. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Anybody have a, a, a pet or animal nearby that they want to say hello to? Kelly, your, your offspring doesn't count. She, humans don't no. count. She's freaking <laughs> adorable though. I can't. Is she listening? Is, is she like, is she on the podcast? Yeah. No, oh, no, I'm she's kidding. Not I'm feeling, kidding. She's feeling a little sick today, so Aww. she just wants mommy. <laughs> Understood. That's Callie's mo daily. Yeah, not the same though. Okay, here's one you haven't seen. Sebastian, are you freaking kidding me with this? You have a hedgehog no. named Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he went away. The menagerie over there. Oh, where am I? Is oh, there yeah, a time? Do you guys have like a time during the week where you like? You just let them all run around in the house together. <laughs> no, you like no. put up the fence and you're like, "Hey no. guys, just no." And of course not. You can't have Sebastian's a kind of a boring pet, honestly. Aww. He's named after Sebastian. He's named after Hedgehog in Lord of the Rings. Um, yes. So yes. So it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We are some nerds around here. Um, so, uh, but he's kind of boring, honestly. He, my son, really wanted a pet, and um, since we're talking pets, and that was what I got because I thought it would be easy, but. He's pretty boring because they don't really like people very much. And then their quills are really, really, really sharp. Oh, well, he's cute at least, I guess. Yeah, he's cute. But yeah, and he's old now. So he's kind of pitiful because he's kind of old. He's like five years old. And that's I think that's about as long as they live. So well, like, I hope we he's. Keep it. Yeah, we're just like, oh, well, if you know, whatever. But the possum <laughs> kind of replaced him, too, because that's what my son wanted was the possum. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that's what he wanted. So the possum has replaced the poor little hedgehog. Which is a pretty and standard. Hawk, it's but. a pretty standard life cycle of pets in <laughs> within the domestic household. It's pretty normal. Like well, first you, you get your hedgehog, then you get your possum. Yeah, we can't let them all go because we usually have a red-tailed hawk, and you can't let the other animals run around with the hawk either. Yes, because we then that would the be hawk. bad news. Yes, 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 yes so yeah. we let the hawk go a couple weeks ago. So we have no hawk currently. We have no bird. So we'll see. We probably won't till the fall. All right. Nobody, yeah, not, a weird... not a single person is joining the group now. They're like, this group, is for fucking <laughs> they're like, these people yeah. are weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, guys, possum thank you guys fighting, for coming. So I yeah. can't pet you. I can't give you a pet on the possum. I don't know where she is. She's like, so yes, there you go. Because <laughs> it's the daytime and that's what they do. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical. If you liked the episode, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media or left a five-star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. If you ever want to get in touch with me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Jordan Lips Fitness. I'm always around to chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.